Hey you, Nina here. You are officially listening to Triggered Can We Play With That wherever you get your podcasts. You might also be watching us on YouTube. And if you are not following me on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina, now is a great time to do that. This upcoming episode is going to feature all the things we usually feature. You're going to hear a little bit of a story. You're going to hear some psychoeducation around that. And then you are going to get an adventure challenge from me so that you can challenge yourself to transform a hard conversation into a teachable moment over the upcoming week until I get you a new podcast episode out. I am incredibly growth oriented. For those of you who are loyal listeners, you know this about me. I challenge you in every single episode and I challenge myself. Some of the truths that I share, the stories that I share are my truths, right? They're very vulnerable truths. They're things I've worked through to get to the point where I can say, I feel comfortable and it's appropriate for me to share this so that we can all transform a hard conversation into a teachable moment. Today's episode is wholly dedicated to why this podcast was started in the first place, place, excuse me, and why I do what I do at all. I have throughout my entire life, did not have a label for why I was different, quote unquote. And now I know that that label is divergent, neurodivergent, but divergent in many ways. And this upcoming episode is going to be for everyone out there who has A, been the individual who has been completely rejected, misrepresented, or minimized because of their differences, or B, the individual who has minimized, misrepresented, or outright rejected another human being because you felt uncomfortable because they were so different. When we think about divergence for this episode, we're talking about an individual who differs in such a way, in the way that they function, that other people cannot help but notice. Even if you can't quite put your finger on it, you know that individual is divergent. And so... The podcast was originally created to explore how I survived growing up as a divergent individual, someone who did not fit unequivocally in many ways, and also how I have learned how to thrive this way and how I have helped thousands of other people be able to heal their humanity and be able to courageously exist, heal from invalidation and then eventually truly belong, right? And so I love what I do. I am passionate about what I do. And if you are ready to lean into this space and say, you know what? I am ready to deal with triggers around people who are different from me, or I am ready to deal with triggers around how I am so different in the world, then this episode is for you. Because for someone who is divergent, folks, in order to trigger someone else, all you have to do is exist. You may not need to say or do anything. It could be the way that you walk into a room. It could be what you're wearing that gives it away. It could be the way that you walk or move. It could be how you speak, how you smile, the topics that you discuss, so on and so forth. And so that is what we're going to be exploring. I want you to grab a journal. We're a really good friend to dialogue with about what comes up for you in this episode. We're not going to get through all the facets of what this is, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to go through the top three things that people find triggering about me. Oh yes, folks. If you've ever found me triggering, 
These are probably one of the things that might be on the list. And we're going to explore how do we move from powered to empowered when it comes to being able to courageously exist as ourselves and allowing other people to courageously exist as they are, as they are designed. And so grab those things like I told you. Of course, you know we're not going to explore everything. But of course, let's transform a hard conversation into some teachable moments. Are you ready? Because you know, I am curious. Let's play. Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. Mm. Isn't that nice? One of the few things that you can control. So here we go. We're going to play with this. You guys know we like to be curious. We definitely want you to embrace that curiosity and explore. So we're going to explore the top three things that people find triggering about me. And the reason that we're going to explore this in this way is I want you to be able to project on this story. I want you to be able to put yourself in the character's shoes. I want you to be able to explore. We cannot be courageous about transforming hard conversations into teachable moments if we do not explore how to be courageous with transforming hard conversations into teachable moments. So here is my offering to you and it's on the table. One of the things that I have received throughout my life and that many of you may have received throughout your life or said to someone else, right, is that I am too sensitive, right? I'm so sensitive, meaning you're so sensitive, right? To which you know, when I was younger and I didn't understand the difference between empowered and empowered perspective, I would be really irate about what the exactly, right? Intense, right? Are you talking about, right? This is who I am. What do you mean? I'm too sensitive. Bippity boppity boo. Since learning how to transform from powered to empowered. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I will explain shortly. I have learned that there are other ways of responding. In a nutshell, powered to empowered in a powered engagement, I am willing to write this down in your journals, y'all minimize, misrepresent, or outright reject you if you are too different from how I believe we should exist in the world. Minimize, misrepresent, and outright reject are the markers of a powered and oppressive dynamic. In an empowered world, I would not do this. In an empowered engagement, I would choose to honor the fact that we have multiple truths present and In the multiple truths that are present here, I am not going to minimize, misrepresent, and outright reject. I don't have to agree with your truth, but I do have to understand there is a reason why you believe that. You with me here? Okay, so let's get back to the story. 
So instead of responding anytime somebody tells you that you are too sensitive, right? My quip now and my curiosity now is, am I too sensitive or are you too insensitive? I am designed as a neurodivergent individual, as a person on the ADHD spectrum, and who knows what else is going on in this body. I am designed with intense emotions. I am designed highly sensitive to things that maybe the typical individual may not feel as anything warranted to worry about or to stress about. And so one of the things that I have noticed and that people will notice about me is that if you are feeling something that you are not acknowledging, if you are feeling angry or sad or afraid, fill in the blank about something and you are saying, no, you're not feeling that I can feel it. And what my body says to me is, and for me being so sensitive to it, I cannot not feel it. It is earth shatteringly obvious to me that you are feeling something. And if you are telling me I'm not feeling that, I know that you are lying. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me afterward, months and years, folks, years afterward and said, Nina, you just, you called me out and I wasn't ready to be called out. That is the truth. And so what I have learned is because I am designed hypersensitive, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but because I am designed that way and I cannot help but not feel these things, what I have learned is instead of allowing people to expect me to be smaller and to minimize myself, minimized, instead of doing that, I have learned how to recognize if I bring up something I do not do it anymore in the way of saying, hey, you're, you're feeling really angry. What is going on here? Right? I no longer cast this on people because I have learned people may not be willing to acknowledge what they are really feeling, Nina. And people do not like when the mirror is held to their face. Now, there are many times where I will still do this, folks, but for the sake of me being too sensitive, if it does not affect me and my relationship with that individual, I may not address it. I have since learned how to deal with my own feelings myself. It is the same thing that I would want to offer to you. If you are the person who is being told that they are too sensitive, let's agree. Let's say, you know what? I am sensitive. I'm designed that way. And I don't need you to minimize me when you say that I'm too sensitive. I am just sensitive. So if you don't want to talk about this thing, that's okay. But you do not get to minimize me because I'm addressing something that is here. And so there's so much more that I could say about this on this too sensitive line, but that is one of the number one things that people find so triggering about me. I can't help it. It is earth shatteringly obvious to me if you are feeling something and not addressing it. I have learned and taught myself that it may not be beneficial for our relationship if I bring that up. So some things I hold on to and some things I will offer to you from an empowered place and I will say, so I'm getting the sensation that there might be some anger here or frustration. Am I off base? Is that something you're also feeling? And now it's an offering. If that person wants to talk about it, they will. If they don't, they won't. But what they definitely don't get to do is minimize me anymore. And so that's the too sensitive one. If you are that person, my heart is out to you, right? If people are telling you that, let's learn how to move from power to empowered. 
so that they don't get to minimize you anymore. If you are the person who likes to tell someone in particular that they're too much, that they're too sensitive, uh, my invitation to you would be to explore why does that come up for you? What are you feeling about it? And to what degree might you be being not as sensitive as that person is designed? It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, but could you also be dealing with your feelings in a different way? So that's number one. Are we ready to move to number two? Hmm. Too healthy. This is something that I've been told. It takes different forms, like too healthy, you're too positive, um, you're too optimistic. And here's the thing. I am a genuinely happy person. I'm not toxically positive. I'm not militantly optimistic. You know, I don't think. But the point of my tale in saying this is when you say that I am too healthy, the assumption then is I must be fake. And that is more often the assumption than not. Genuine joy is something that people can feel. And when I think about why is it, so I was so thrown aback when I first heard somebody say that I was right, too healthy, too smiley. There's another one, right? And it occurs to me that with the adversities that I have faced in my life, I have continued to be so growth oriented that I have a significant list of tools that I use, right? You might have heard of this in your own therapy experience or in your own life journey as your resources. How resourced are you? I have had to become very resourced because of a lifetime's worth of bullying. There's emotional abuse in there. There's physical abuse in there. There's sexual abuse in there. I have consistently showed up as growth oriented. So I have many resources to, to someone else. It often feels like I am too healthy, right? So surely it must not be real. You must be putting on airs, right? That is not the case. And here is why I think this is so important. If you are an individual who says, I'm genuinely happy, people don't get me, they think I'm fake, they don't want to be around me, it is possible that they are experiencing your joy or positivity as oppressive. As wild as that sounds, if they are not used to experiencing joy, they may not have capacity for your joy. And so instead of allowing them to misrepresent you, just so we know, right, this is the next one for power dynamic, instead of allowing them to misrepresent you or for you to misrepresent yourself, it is okay to say, if I am a person who has such great capacity for joy, genuine joy, and you struggle with being around me, then please, by all means, only spend half an hour with me. If you can only take me for an hour before you start feeling some kind of way, then take me for an hour, but don't minimize me and don't misrepresent me. I don't deserve that and neither do you, right? So this is another lesson that I have learned along the journey um, and something that people have consistently found to be triggering. I want to move to the third one. I hope you are taking notes about how this is showing up for you right? Have you minimized in this way? Have you misrepresented in this way? The third one, and I think this is probably by far one of the most pertinent ones across the board is my authenticity is so triggering for people. All I have to do is show up in a room feeling confident, feeling secure, smile on my face. I'm feeling like my most vibrant self. I am courageously existing. All I have to do is walk through the room and I guarantee you, 
I have so many lived experiences. This is not an assumption, lived experiences of people who didn't even know me and were talking trash about me. I can hear them. I can hear them. Now I've learned how to address that. Um, But this is just me walking in authentically versus what other people have expected, right? Which is that I should be humble, that I shouldn't shine that much, which really just so we're clear subtext of this is that I don't want to feel this insecure around you. So if you looked a little less secure, I would feel better. Yes, I am calling all of us out about that moment because guess what? I too have had that moment where someone looks like they are rocking at the F out and I am like, oh my gosh, I recognize it and I feel it that desire to judge them. And I think, hold the phone, Nina, hold that phone, Nina. You must be feeling insecure because that's a really judgmental thought. What are you feeling insecure about? And then what do I do? I deal with my feelings. I don't cast it on that person. I don't expect them to mask for my comfort. So that number three triggering thing is for people who show up authentic and secure, just doing that can be triggering for someone who's struggling with the part that may feel insecure. And what will end up happening is we will be outright rejected. I've been cut out from things. I've been excluded from things that I expected to be a part of because somebody thought that I was going to steal the limelight and they were feeling insecure. I do not exist and you do not exist for other people's comfort. If you deserve to shine as a secure and vibrant individual, and I believe you do, so do I. And I believe that. And so when I think about for those of us who the trigger is around authenticity and you're struggling with that, how do you continue to show up authentically without masking for other people's comfort? Because you do deserve to belong. You will have to find the people who will notice that and feel secure along with you. And so for everyone who struggles with that, right? Who struggles with other people feeling secure, of course, my invitation to you is, can we be curious about getting you some resources to not outright reject people for their humanity? Okay. Now I know that I'm playing with this and I told you, I would give you the top three reasons why people are so triggered by me, why I got this podcast started to begin with. And if I'm honest, the reasons why people still, when they listen to this podcast, I say, don't listen. If you're not ready for a nuanced, courageous conversation, I am not trying to bring you black and white binary thinking. I am trying to invite you into a spectrum of humanity, a spectrum of what it is to be human in the lived experience of a human, right? Not the assumptions about one, but the lived experience. So with these three things, I have explored these things. I know that they show up for people and I address them in an empowered way. Now I have a scripted way of dealing with all of these things because I realize that is not my story. When someone is trying to minimize me, misrepresent or outright reject me, I clock it. There it is, power dynamic. Nina, how can you empower this moment? And I want this same for you. So let's talk about lessons here. <laughs> Psychoeducation moment, right? We've demystified these bits about uh, what it is to show up as a divergent individual or as a person who's different and how some of these things can be so triggering to other people. What I want us to think about is also why does that happen in the first place? Why are differences so triggering? 
Here's why, folks. Let's demystify this. I'm going to simplify, of course. You know, we've only got like 30 minutes for the episodes. And so let's talk about your brain. Your brain is designed to protect you at all costs, right? And so the way that you function is designed to protect you at all costs. And so when the brain responds to differences around you, it may perceive them as a threat. It says, oh, that's different. Oh, that may be a threat. Oh, we need to protect you. And one of the ways that we have been conditioned to protect ourselves is through a powered engagement, right? That willingness to choose to minimize, misrepresent, or outright reject someone. And here's the thing. For those of us who do not know any other way of existing, that feels normal. It feels like the only option, but oh my goodness, if I could tell you that we have capacity and are capable of more, would you accept that offering? If I could share with you the tools on how to develop from a powered human being to an empowered human being, would you want them? Would you want to heal your humanity? Would you be open to courageously existing and allowing others to courageously exist? Think on it. My adventure challenge to you for this upcoming week is to subscribe so that you get notifications because I want you to listen to every episode this month. I am going to be offering you a tool. TRA is what we call it, right? TRA. It stands for transparency, responsibility, and accountability. And it is how I work with both individuals, groups, organizations in how to, right, one of the ways of how to transform from powered to empowered. And so the next three episodes are going to focus on the first one, transparency, the second one, responsibility, the third one, accountability. And if you're like, Nina, give me that in a nutshell right now. Transparency is first being able to say, this is what I'm noticing. These are the elephants in the room. Even if it's uncomfortable, this is true, period. Responsibility in a nutshell is I am willing to control what I can control. And the only things that I can control are my thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, the way that I am showing up in this world, period. Accountability goes beyond the individual. It says, you know what? I recognize I am not responsible for everything that happens because I am a part of systems, many systems. So when I hold others accountable for their parts in the system, I'm asking them to think about their responsibilities, but you cannot be responsible for other people, at least in the way that we're going to explore it, right? You can hold other people accountable. And so again, as we move from power to empower TRA, I'm going to really dive a little deeper, which is why I'm giving each one its own space for an episode. We are trying to flip the script, y'all. I want people to move from a powered paradigm to know what an empowered paradigm is. And we can't do that if we're not having the conversation. So we are coming to the end of the episode. Of course, you know, I'm curious, what are you left playing with? And are you going to take on this adventure challenge? Are you going to subscribe? Are you going to get those notifications? Are you going to share this episode with other people who should be having this conversation about how to move from a powered paradigm, right? A powered way of engaging to an empowered way of engaging. And there is so much more that I could say about that. I don't want you to never engage in a powered way. You can need that sometimes, but to know that you have capacity for more. Mm. Let's play with it.
Okay. Okay. Beyond this, that is what I planned for you all today. Thank you so much for listening. If this has been helpful and you want to know more about it, oh, I'm changing up the outro, y'all. I want you to consider RSVPing for the last Wednesday from one to two empowered human live. Okay. We're going CST. It's going to be in all of the show notes now because we have officially brought it back. Come and bring your stuff, bring your stuff, please. That is how we're going to end up working through things. When you show up and you say, here's what's happening in my lived human experience. And I want to know how do we transform it from powered to empowered? And we got you. Okay. Your empowered human community has got you, but you got to show up. Okay. As a free resource, y'all, just so we're clear, as a free resource, we have to build community and it literally starts with being able to have the conversations. So that's officially what I got planned for you. Thanks so much for coming out and being willing to explore your triggers as a human being. Of course, you know, I want you to stay curious. Thank you.